0: our brother, Larry Wilson, from Oakdale, Oklahoma, Oakdale, Louisiana, is going to come preach to us, wherever Oakdale, Oklahoma is. Um, Oakdale, Louisiana, going to speak on the arm of God, the arm of God.
1: Thank you. Bless you. All right. Well, I've already said hello to everybody, so we'll bypass that. Pauline just bought me this Bible not too long ago, and the pages, I I think the books are in the same order, but I can't seem to find them in the same order. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, it's a bigger book, and of course the only reason she did that, I'm getting to work a hard hardly see, Brother randy having a hard time with that. Look with us in Psalms, the 44th chapter, I uh, move that, it's kind of blocking me just a little bit with the scripture. Um... Psalms chapter 44 and, and verse 3. Let's see if I can help okay, that, thank that you. Better? That's good. Great. Thank you. We read here, for they got not the land in possession by their own sword. Neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thine arm. God's right hand and his arm in the light of thy countenance because thou hast a favor unto them, unto the people. The arm of God. You know, anthropomorphism, uh, theophanies, and sometimes some people get confused with anthropomorphisms, uh, theophanies of God, from, from Christophanies. Christophany, that is the Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. And you find him in the Old Testament. He went to Abraham's tent, if you remember that. Right. There are so many. You also find him in a post-resurrected state, as Brother Randy had mentioned, the 28th chapter of Matthew, where all power was given unto him. And I know this, and I, I felt it and studied this. It's just been years and years since I have uh, took a course several, several years ago on this particular subject. But anyway, uh, it's been quite some time now. And as I have gone over the many verses, I find concerning the arm of God about 20 times. And some of them might be Christophanes, and some of them might be the, uh, the, the uh, anthropomorphism of God, anthropomorphics, And uh, some people might get confused upon that. The last thing that I want to do, it's a good subject, there's nothing wrong with the subject, people need to learn the Bible. I do not want to say anything or do anything that would cause people to fix in their own mind some type of a caricature of God. Right, right. You you have to be careful in that area. And what I'm saying, I know those who are students of the Bible, I uh, they you, you know what it is, but babes in Christ, and those that are just coming into learning and wanting to learn the Bible, and they do learn the Bible, but sometimes people can get the wrong idea and actually think that uh, okay there's the physical arm of God. God has no physical arm. No agenda. The back of God, behind, behind of God. It's not there. No. God is a spirit. He is he is altogether a spirit. Altogether a spirit. I, I believe sometimes in the old testament where sometimes people will see or hear concerning God uh, that really it, it, it's Christ in human form, a Christophany is what it is. And, and sometimes it's hard to, you might get confused, or somebody else might get confused. Upon it, or somebody might take it and read it and it'd be a Christophany and then they'll take it as though it, it's a, a theophany and then preaching God in it and actually it's Christ all, all The only reason I'm saying that is this wonderful message, and since I've done all that study and I'm glad that you picked, picked this because it's, it's really helped me to re, re uh, Establish all of this in my own mind and to also realize this, folks, it's not all that many of us here. So, Solomon Sovereign Grace Baptist Church. Right. You don't have a bunch of pony shows and all of that here. That's, that's why. Truth is preached here, though. A lot of people are not going to come. Right. The fact is we're on holy ground. We yeah. walk upon holy ground. We are. This is God Almighty we speak of. Yes. Yeah. God, God God, speaking. The arm of God. And I, I'm not going to go through a lot but uh, theological terms. And, and we, God as I've already said, being being a spirit. There is God the Father. There is God the Son. And the Son of God who is God the Son. And God the Son now works uh as God here upon this earth, I mean, he come into this world and and lived a perfect life. There's never been a human being that's ever been able to walk and live a perfect life. Right, right. Only Christ Jesus, so only right. one. So he, he didn't bring sin into this world. What I'm saying is, whenever he was born, he had no sin. Each so one it. of us, whenever we're born, we're born in sin. We're born, there's sin present right there with us. That's right. Little bitty, tiny baby, and I've got grandchildren. If you know me, I love my grandchildren. Right. Talk about me all you want to, but don't. Don't talk about my grandchildren or my children. Amen. My family. But the little rascals, they they come here as sinners. Yep. Lost. Lost. All right, I'm gonna to try to start a message that I'll never preach. I don't, uh, ever ever finish preaching tonight. I don't know of a message that I've ever finished. I don't think anybody ever finishes a message. We just preach until we're done with it, and then the message it's it, it it's still there anyway. Right. We also read in Psalms of sixty second chapter in verse eleven, God hath spoken once, twice have I heard this that power belongeth unto God. Whenever we read in the Bible. And we see the arm of God. It has to do with the power of God, the omnipotence of God, the ability of God. All that God does, because he is God. You know, humans, they speak often, but uh, for the most part, a lot of them are unheard, unheeded. And what they have to say might be some important things and things that would help us, such as as ministers in the pulpit. God's people getting in the pulpit and preaching the word of God, and people get back and they hear, but yet they don't hear. But I'm going to tell you something: God has spoken once. He has spoken once. Divine power, divine power. As Brother Randy said, whenever God speaks to you, you'll know He speaks to you. Right. You'll know He speaks to you, and again, it's not the audible voice, and He didn't say it's the audible voice, right. voice of God Almighty. In Psalms the 89th chapter and verse 6, For who in the heavens, or in the heaven can, can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? None. You're very familiar with that passage in the Old Testament, Daniel the 4th chapter verse 35. Nor all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. All of them. And he, God, doeth according to his will in the army of heaven among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What are you doing, God? What are you doing, Lord? What doest thou? A lot of foolish people try to do that. We went to a place the other night. Wished I wouldn't have went to that place the other night. I was misled by going to that place the other night, and I'm not going to get into all that. We got into the biggest wasp nest I ever got into. Broken religion. Don't never go to a funeral home to be enlightened on scripture or truth. Don't, don't, don't do that. We had we got up and left. We got up and left. I don't know how many times I heard a speaker, and there wasn't supposed to be none of that, got, got up and said, let God. You have to let God. How in the world can a sinful man help God? And besides that, listen to me, God doesn't need any help. He's doing just fine on what he does. He created this world. There wasn't anything. He didn't use anything. Right, right. All of that. But not only does God speak, Brother Randy, he gives ears to hear, as you said. Right. And the ears that he gives to hear, he also gives faith to be able to understand, to comprehend, and to live for him and to be obedient to him. We hear it with our, our ears. The Lord must open up that heart, though. He must open up that heart. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this. Heard what? Let me show you. That power belongeth unto God. Power belongeth unto God. He is the Almighty because He has all power. And because He is God. Omnipotence. That is essential to God. It is His nature. Arthur W. Pink said this, and I quote, We cannot have a right conception of God unless we think of Him as all-powerful, as well as all-wise. He who cannot do what He will and perform all His pleasure cannot be God. As God has a will to resolve, what he deems good, so he has power to execute his will. Whatever God wants to do, he'll do it. He has the ability to do it. Whatever he has the desire to do it, he has the ability to do it, and he certainly will. Power belongeth unto God, and and to God only, the power that we're talking about. People think that they have a lot of strength. I'm going to tell you what, we're weak. We can't do anything. There's no way in the world God created this world. You know it's easier for him to create this world really than it is for man to get up and take that first breath in the morning. God can just, just create the world. There's no problem with it whatsoever at all. No man has a, not even a single particle within him of the power except that which God gives him. Right. That what, That God gives him. God's power is unrequired. Un- unacquired, completely. That's right. It is. Nobody gave him power. Right. Nobody lets God do it. If ain't God, doesn't ask anybody to help to let Him do anything. Mm-hmm. He needs no help from anybody at all. He uses us, and thank God that he does use us. Right, right. It, it's, it's wonderful. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to know his word. Then it's a privilege to be able to place an in, in, in an area where some of the brethren here who are going to speak, God's called you to preach, and what do you want to do? You want to preach, don't you? Right, right. Amen. God lays that upon your heart because you just want to be heard. For the glory of God, but also for people. For people. I'll be honest with you, we love our sister churches and I'll preach your brother today. Amen. But my heart, it's at the, the church right there at Oakdale. Right, right. The Lord has placed me, he, He's He's placed me there. Yes, he has. completely. Ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power. What scripture says? right. what time did I get up here? About five minutes ago? (laughs) Uh, I really didn't look at it, brother, and I don't want to go over my my time. Brother Nathaniel, you're going to preach when I get done, right? About
0: another 15
1: minutes. Okay, good. Let's notice this, and then I'm going to finish this message in Oakdale anyway. They haven't heard this message, and I'm going to try to preach it, Lord willing. There, creation of the world, as I had mentioned Psalms, the 89th chapter, verse 11 through 13, The heavens are thine, the earth is also thine, right. as for the world and the fullness thereof. Thou hast founded them, the north and the south, Thou hast created them. Tabar and Herm, they shall rejoice in Thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm. Strong is Thy hand, and high is Thy right hand. As I've said, and as the Bible says, God spoke it and it was done. This world was spoken to existence. Now, personally, I believe this. Whatever you see in the in the Bible, in the creation, in the second chapter, in the creation, I actually, I believe that those are the words of Christ. Now, that's me. Christ said, Let us make man and let us in our image, and, and, and create all things that, that exist. But he commanded, and it stood fast. He commanded, and it was there. I mean, all of, all of creation was right there. The Bible starts out in the beginning was God. In the beginning was God. It had to be in the beginning of God, and it wouldn't be anything else, would it? It wouldn't be any creation. It wouldn't be any man. It wouldn't be anything at all. It wouldn't be a universe. It, but in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. What happened? Then the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. He did all of that. Then I consider John the first chapter and the first three verses. In the beginning was the Word and that's the Son of God. He's always been. The Bible teaches so clearly the pre existing state of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had power too. He had power. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Jesus Christ was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. All things were made by Him, the Lord Jesus. That's right. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Amen. Before man can work, before man can do anything whatsoever, he must have the material put it all together. That's right. I mean, some people go out and they cut the wood, the trees, big old trees. They cut it and they take limbs off and they send it to a sawmill and they saw it. Then we take it and I like to do woodwork. I've got a planer and all that stuff. and But I've got to have material before I make anything. Never created anything at all. God just, there was nothing and God created what it is. What well, man's got to have the material and God created all things out of nothing. Man can build, but you, right, you can't really build without tools. You've got to have some sort of tools to be able to build that with. God built the universe. His word. Right. Just his word, that's it. Right. The almighty God can create, as I said a little while ago, easier than we can breathe. Right, man. And, somebody, and somebody says, oh, I don't know, I breathe easily. We take we take it for granted. Right. We take the blessing we receive for granted.. Right. We had an old member years ago, and he's with the Lord right now. I remember him telling me one time he was having a hard, hard time breathing, especially right there at last. He said, brother Larry, you don't know how it feels when you just can't breathe, you can't suck in air. and I really I really didn't know, but but he did. he created. You know we make some things, and then we try to preserve those things. We try to keep those things. We don't anybody want anybody else to get them unless we want them to have it. If we built it for ourselves, we want to keep it ourselves to preserve it and keep it. Colossians the first chapter verses sixteen and seventeen. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible, and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things exist. God declares the earth and all of the inhabitants, everything thereof are they're, they're there. Bear up the pillars, Psalm 75 and 3. You know, there is no self preservation. Human beings. And all of that. The 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 survival of the fittest. People have that idea. John 8 chapter verse eleven, can the, the rush grow up without mire? Or can the flag can the flag grow without water? Man would die if it was not because of vegetation and such as that. Yeah. So whenever God created man, he created everything that man needed. Right. Everything. And, and and man had that. We know whenever Adam come into this world and God told him one restriction against his liberty, just one. Don't eat the fruit on that tree. John second chapter verse seventeen. I believe it was just him. Eve wasn't there right then because we fail in Adam and not Eve. But he did fail. I mean he failed completely. We we did in him. And and don't say, well, we wouldn't have done that. And I'll tell you what, there's Adam's been in this world ever since Adam disobeyed God. This world is plumb full of them all together. God is the preserver, He's the preserver. He told Adam, if you eat the fruit on that tree, you're going to die. Adam ate the fruit on that tree and he didn't die. But yes, he did die. But he didn't fall over dead. He he died spiritually. God preserved him. And also, not only that, I believe then even Adam was introduced introduced to the Lord. Every person who is saved in the old economy, in the Old Testament, are saved because they believe the, 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 the Son of God, Jesus Christ, saved by the grace of God Almighty, and, and believe in that. He prepared, a, he prepared for each and every one Of those that he had chose before he ever created this world, right? In Christ, you're preserved, right? You're preserved all together. Just consider God's power in that. Where does God store water? He preserves things. Where does he store water? In the cloud. Yeah. Well, they are. You ever take a bucket of water and throw it up? It's all going to come down. God can hold it in that cloud until he gets ready for it. Right over there. Right. Right. How, how in the world does God drive up the sea? Look it up. Sand. Actually, sand. God, God does that. I mean, he keeps the ocean from flooding, is what I'm saying. The ocean doesn't flood because of that. In Job, the 38th chapter, verse 11, God says concern, concerning the, the, the waters of the sea, and said, Hitherto shalt thou come, but no further, and here shalt thy, thy proud waves stay, right there, right where God would have them to. That is the power of God. I wish that I'd have had time to, to talk on the absolute omnipotence of God Almighty. His arm. God does all things with His arm. He saves. We are saved by the power of God. He sent His only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world. As I've already said, to live a perfect life. and He, he lived a perfect life. To die a vicarious death as our substitute. He did that. He never did sin. Not the first time. No one helped him. Even God. And You know there was even a sense then that God turned his back. Now just wait a minute. God turned from the son. I preached a message on that one time and I said God turned his back. And somebody kind of got on to me a little bit. It doesn't say back. It said God doesn't have a back. And I said well you're right. But still yet yeah, God didn't look. God didn't look. See how you can get confused on things. I'm pretty good about confusing people on a few things also. But we understand this beyond any doubt all power belongeth unto the Lord. What we do is for His glory. Anytime we set forth to try to get glory for ourselves, well, then that's a pitiful shame, isn't it, brother? All glory belongs to the Lord. We don't have power to do anything. We don't know if we, I started to say, we don't know if we're going to have tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to even finish this service here. Right. And if we don't, I hope it will be the rapture. And then anybody can come here and have this building, can't they? Oakdale too. All right. God bless you. Amen. <coughs>
0: Very good, brother. <clears throat> Power of God, the arm of God. When you when you consider the ability of God, it makes you feel pretty feeble, or it ought to make you feel pretty feeble. I'm gonna try to experiment here. <sighs> Raise your hand if you felt that. Did it impact you in any way? <laughs> no, no, I felt my that, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. Um, Power of God. One breath into one man lasts every soul throughout all eternity. One breath into the nostrils of Adam, every single person that has ever lived will live eternally because of the power of one breath. Amazing. Can make the dead to live. Like he said, he spoke and it was. For you kids, spiritually, my daddy's bigger than your daddy. <laughs> Power. Hezekiah wanted a sign that he was going to get better out of his sickbed. What did he do? Turn turn the dial back a couple degrees. That's power. Power. Thank God for his power. Imagine, Imagine if he exercised his power and only executed his power in vengeance against creation. But he exercises his power in love through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Imagine all the power of God benefiting his children that's pretty exciting to think about amen. what does eternity hold according to the power of god in jesus christ i have no idea but i can't wait to find out amen
1: that's
0: that's pretty great that's pretty great gravity they know how it works but they don't know why it works you know people have been studying gravity for a long time so, brother i appreciate your uh your clarification at the beginning yeah with I can't even say it you said it better than I can anthropomorphisms you said it better than I can so thank you um, I'm convinced like you brother that that Adam and Eve were were exposed to the gospel yes he told them they would die and they should have died but those animals died instead and you can see that gospel was taught unto Abel and that that blood spoke the, the sacrifice spoke of better things so from the very beginning the power of God and his gospel was expressed to, to his people, thank God, um, brother White.